What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Get After Podcast. Fun interview for y'all today. I have Mr. Michael Blubaugh with me today uh, joining us for this episode of the podcast. Now, Michael wears many hats. Um, he's a teacher, instructor, speaker, physical therapist. Um, frankly, we talked a lot in this conversation about biohacking for high performers and high achievers. Um, oh, goodness, we, we went into therapy. We talked about really just programming the body um, in a way that's actually able to help you obtain results in the in your life. And I think that's one of the things that's going to be fascinating for, for our audience. You know, we have a lot of people who are looking for an edge. And one thing I wanted to talk to Michael about was we, we really haven't had a biohacker on the show uh, to date. And uh, Michael really filled that gap. He's got passion, uh, energy. Um, the guy has been on the, sp- on the speaker circuit for, for over a decade. He's spoken to so many physicians across the country. Um, he's a world-renowned physician in terms of the work that he does. I- I'm really excited to, to just share this <clears throat> not only with you, with you all, but also just to, just, just to open up this conversation on the Get After podcast, something that we have not uh, really spoken about. So with that being said, uh, my guest today is Mr. Michael Blublah. Excited to bring him on here. Without further ado, let's hit the intro. Let's get after it, y'all. This is the Get After It podcast, where young professionals, entrepreneurs, and action takers learn what it takes to be a high performer. This is more than a podcast. It's a movement. Now, let's get after it with your host, Aaron Griffin. Do this. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Get After It podcast. I am stoked for my guest today, Mr. Michael Blubaugh. Um, Michael, I, I have obviously, we, we just went through your introduction here um, and everything that, in, in terms of your background and the work that you do. And I'm, to, to be totally honest, so Michael and I connected probably probably at this point, maybe almost as late as a month ago. We, we were talking about, honestly, I haven't had somebody to talk, to, to talk about biohacking and some of these really getting into the phys- physiology of your body and trying to design that you, you really changed um, or gave me a new perspective on this. And I mentioned this to you, we haven't had anyone on the show that's discussed a lot of the things that you are, uh, you're not only an expert in, but you've spent your whole career working in. Right. So for, right. for, for starters, uh, Michael, our audience, I think of like, I think of our audience as like someone who is frankly, uh, it, it beginning in either their career as an entrepreneur, uh, as a high performer, whatever the case would be. And they're trying, they're looking for the edge, right? Uh, about 70% of our audience is under the age of 27. Um, they're looking to get after it. They're looking to do things that are going to help them stand apart. And what I really kind of liked about the initial conversation we had was you talked about how biohacking is very individualized, right? We're, we're, we're really looking at how to bring the best out of somebody. It's a very specific example in terms of that. So first of all, Michael, welcome to the show. Would you mind just kind of kicking things off in a little bit, having a discussion about uh, biohacking specifically, and then we can kind of get into your background and, and just kind of roll with this and where we go from it. Sure, sure. Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. But, uh, you know, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm totally passionate about biohacking. I've, I've been a a biohacker all my life. I didn't know what it was called. I remember, um, you know, being a track athlete and an athlete in high school and shall I say, you know, competitiveness was 
one of my uh, um, ideas in, in high school. And I was always looking for uh, an edge or a winning edge and com complete with diets and different things. And, and I would say, you know, th there were some things that did work and some things that didn't work, but uh, I was always interested in science. So mm -hmm. I was always trying to figure out, well, what, what's, where's the science on what works and what doesn't work and why didn't it work for, for certain people or for me? And, uh, you know, have used that essentially since, since I was a, a freshman in high school and uh, got interested in, uh, into some science and things. But back to your first question, you know, what is uh, biohacking? Well, yeah. biohacking is really just manipulating your biology or physiology to get a better result. Mm -hmm. Now, depending, like what you said, uh, you know, it, it can be ind independent or it can be dependent on different variables. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, really big, it boils down to what your goal is. What are you trying to do? And uh, I think a lot of folks out there, like if you're a high performer, I've been, always been a high performer my whole life, um, probably because of the coaches that I've had and the parents I had. And, um, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to go, you might as well go all the way up, you know, go all out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes they say, you know, if it's, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. But uh, mm. I, I think that falls back into some of the biohacking, like you got to have certain checks and balances or you can burn yourself out or you can not reach your potential. And I remember uh, on a, a recent call with uh, the self-publishing school, one guy said, you know, unreached potential is like having no potential at all. And I think that's what biohacking really taps into is like tapping into your biology or physiology, which is part of your mindset. Yeah. Mindset dictates physiology. Physiology dictates mindset. So good. Yeah. Uh, and if you can tap into that uh, through there, it's pretty vast uh, arena uh, of what's out there, but. I believe, uh, well, and you've spent, and, and we talked about this and uh, we, we, we obviously post-record your introduction. We had that there. Uh, you, you've been a physical therapist, a massage therapist, and a neuroactivation uh, activation specialist mm -hmm. with, with, a, with a focus on biohacking for, for, for almost 30 years, though, right? That's right. That's right. And so much time in the same. I want to ask you, one thing I'm fascinated about is this, the, is the biohacking of the mind. And what uh -huh. you just mentioned of something like, like uh, the way you just put it, it's like untapped potential or unrealized potential and where we're headed. It's like, I think about this in terms of um, maybe it's just being a, 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 an entrepreneur for the last, I guess, five years, but having entrepreneurial tendencies, you know, my whole life, I think back in it, like, you know, we're always looking for the hack, right? Right. And I think, I think the, the word hack implies shortcut, which is, mm -hmm. which is accurate in the sense that that's what we're building, but it also implies cheating which is in a lot of ways, like we think about that as a, it's too good to be true. So right. could you kind of walk us, walk me through, walk the audience through, like what would you do to, uh, what I'm really fascinated about, obviously the book that you guys are, are putting out here soon, which is, um, and just, to, I mean, just to quote it, you're going from uh, broken, to br broken, to, broken to bringing it, evidence-based biohacking, expert secrets on how to heal faster, perform better and cultivate a champion's mindset. Can you, can you speak a little bit to cultivating that champion's mindset sure. 
for sure, well, our audience of high performers looking for that edge. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say, you know, like, you know, back to high school for a second, you know, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a little older than you are, uh, I would say, but um, just a little bit, but uh, you know, it's timeless. Like when you can retrain your mind in a positive manner to have the right mindset, um, it's, it's super powerful, but I would say I got into a, a biohacking called uh, biofeedback in, in the mid eighties and uh, through sports psychology and um, sports performance training and those, those types of things. But long story short, if you can visualize it, you can realize it if you practice it enough, whatever your, your thoughts are, that's what you tend to become more of. And I would say, if you're, if you have exact clarity and enough discipline and dedication and hard work, you can make anything happen. Your mind doesn't know the difference. And if you rehearse that beforehand and you program yourself all the time, it's, it's not a once in a, once in a while kind of thing. It's a consistent. And, and in the book, you know, in the, in the from broken to bringing it book, uh, there's a little section where we say consistency wins. So whatever you want to get better at, you better practice consistently or you will not be better. Now you have to enter it with the right mindset. If you have a negative mindset, like, oh, I can't do this. You know, the, the famous quote from Henry Ford, like whatever you, if you believe you can, or you can believe you're, you can't, you're right. Um, so if you have the right mindset with consistent practice, and I would have to say kind of what, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Tony Robert, Robbins. Uh, I don't know if you are, but uh, one of the things he says is, you know, success is, is more mindset psychology and, and follow through than anything. If you, if you just put your mind to it, there's, there's countless stories of, people overcoming adversity, people being told they couldn't do it. Uh, you know, you have to, well, first of all, you have to believe that you can within your mind or that it's possible. And then secondly, and I'd say almost even more importantly, you have to surround yourself with a positive circle of influence, like-minded people, uh, or it, you can sabotage yourself. Uh, there's a lot of naysayers out there. I'll tell you that. And, and you got to like be around the positivity and then create the own pot, your own positivity within you. And then again, being consistent and then clarity. Clarity is king. And if you're clear and consistent with the right mindset, there's nothing, you know, there's no stopping you, man. Dude, can you talk on that? Because I, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the co-author on, on your book is a, is a former Olymp Olympic athlete, correct? Uh, she's a world-class athlete. She world was uh, so, a world-class so, athlete. When I look at somebody who's performing at the top levels as an athlete, could you maybe draw a comparison with your client? Because I, I assume a lot of your clients you work with are we're, we're, you know, everyday people solving everyday challenges. Yeah. Where yeah. can you implement uh, the world-class athlete's uh, mindset and practices? Where do you see the similarities where your clients are going when you work with them on the mindset? Sure, sure. Well, I'd have to say, you know, when you get when you get to 
a world-class level of an athlete, um, there are some genetic things that, that play a factor, but you have to have the right mindset. I've seen, I've been in sports and, you know, performance training and physical therapy and, you know, all, all, all different things in, in sports, specific running coaching and all the different things. And I would say that there is no difference between someone that wants to accomplish their goal and a, a world-class athlete or Olympic athlete in terms of mindset, um, in terms of physiology and biology and genetics, uh, there can be some, some pretty big differences um, that dictate the difference. But as far as the mindset, there is no difference as, unless there's a negative mindset or like a, there's either a can-do growth mindset or a can't-do and often, sadly, I think there's sort of like, and pity me, you know, pity poor me. Um, so, you know, for a world-class athlete, there, there is no, you would not be world-class if you had the wrong mindset. You would have the world-class potential for, from a physiological perspective. I think maybe we've all seen people like, wow, you remember that guy in high school or that gal in high school? And she was such a great athlete, or he was such a great athlete. He, well, he could have gone to the NFL. He could have been a world-class athlete, but he didn't have the right mindset. Did you ever have that, that friend or know that person in college or high school? Well, it's always, it's the, it's the person. I mean, it, it, it's even, y yes, and even in short, I think it's also like your, yourself too. Like, because I think back, it's like, I loved ice hockey. Yeah. I never committed to it in a level that, actually would have gotten me to like i'm going up I'm, I'm doing uh i'm skating for the first time on wednesday uh -huh. i oh well i did a little pond hockey in michigan like a week and a half ago for like an hour which was fantastic but it, it, it that was my first time in skates in like three years so i'm actually i'm getting back into it. it was one of my goals when i got down to nashville was to get back into it because i love the sport but i looked at it as such an obligation as opposed to a fun opportunity, an opportunity, frankly, when I was in right. high school. And that's what I think where you're getting at is we all have that athlete that we can immediately think of that friend of ours or somebody who's in our class who was so good, but their focus wasn't on being the best. It was focused on really actually almost getting off the field. Right. I think we all can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, just to draw that out. Cause I think we can yeah, relate yeah, to my yeah. own mindset in addition to others, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, so you're, you have to have tremendous focus if you want to be the best or near the best um, and excel in what you do. Um, and that comes with, I think, goal setting. I think, now let me, I'll, I'll just say that, but then I'll explain it. Because I think sometimes, and myself included in the past, I kind of had it backwards, but we set goals and then we go like, well, we're going to do this. Or we're going to be the best skater. We're going to be the best in our uh, area of interest, um, shall we say? Yep. But then we don't we don't support it with what habits or what consistent habits that we're going to support that goal with. So we really have to work backwards in order to meet your goal, because it's mm -hmm. it is true. If it's not written, it's not real. So writing down your goals and having a map and having a bird's eye view of what you're about and where you want to go. Is important. Don't get me wrong, but I think where we 
where a pitfall is, is we don't write down what we're willing to do in order to, to do it. I, and I, I do talk about it in the book. We have to make, <clears throat> there is a section where there, we do have an Olympic coach in this book, mm -hmm. Olympic running coach. Um, and one of his things is you have to make the intolerable comfortable. What are you willing to do that no one else is willing to do to get there and you know, get after it, as you would say, right? Get after it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the rubber beats the road, man. Are you willing to get up at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. five o'clock in the morning and be consistent and get whatever it is that you're working on or work out or take care of your body and, and therefore take care of your mind too. Yeah. Are you, are you able to, are you willing to meditate, visualize, whatever you want to talk about it, listen to um, feeding your mind in a positive way? Right. That's what Tony Robbins says. You got to feed your mind. You got to work your body. And when you do that and you put in the right fuel, you're like a, a, a well-oiled machine, my friend. Mm. You know, I'm thinking of the, in the terms of uh, not only, you were just talking about like a, when you're envisioning this. I, so I want to, I want to ask you where people go wrong. Cause I think of, uh, I think of just like, you know, so, so like my, my, my background, we, 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 we talked about a little bit, like my background, I, 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 dro I dropped out of school to build a painting business. Right. And, and right. I found right. myself when I was, uh, I was 21, um, over 300 pounds, uh, uh, just, just a, a crap social life. But I had this fantastic business, was making money, was doing all this great stuff. So it's again, like the epitomization of like, oh, you, you got it, but, but you don't have it. And it, it all comes down to, I was just thinking what you just said, it's like, uh, it's the, it's, you know, like getting up at four, are you willing to get up at four o'clock in the morning? The reality is, if we look at that consistency trait, it's, it's, it's actually not hard to get up at four o'clock in the morning. That's just getting out of bed. It's the discipline to be in bed by eight or 9 PM. So you can get the proper amount of rest to get there. That's what keeps people from getting up at four o'clock in the morning, not actually getting up. It's getting the rest that gets them fueled and ready to go. That actually builds them into who they, who and where they want to go. And my point I want to, I want to ask you on is like, cause I think back to, I just was just flat out uneducated on a lot of so many, like I, I've radically transformed my habits and the way I feed my brain, the way I feed my body and the way that so much in the last, really since COVID, frankly, it's been a blessing in that sense. Cause it was a wake up call. It was like, dude, are you going to really keep doing a lot of this stuff? I want to ask you like, what, what holds people back on the mindset game? Cause I think like, I'm thinking about this as like a, like if I'm listening to this, I'm like, you know, Michael, I get it. I know, like, I, I know I got to do this stuff. This makes a huge impact on where I'm headed, but you know, I'm also like, I, you know, just, it kind of flies by the radar, whatever it is. Like I've heard this, I've heard, I've heard it before. I know I got to do it, whatever it is. What, is, what holds people back the most that you've worked with? Is it, is it the lack of the consistency of like, I'm going to drill in what I want to do and, and read that to myself every day or that vision board or whatever the case is. Is it that, is it a lack of that? Is it a lack of, you know, an understanding? You mentioned clarity. What is the thing that really holds people back from getting the momentum they deserve and that they, that, that, that could build them into so much? What holds people back the most in building that champion's mindset? 
Well, I would have to say there's probably three main things that I can think of right off the top of my head, but a big enough why, big enough why, you gotta have a big enough why. You, if, it, if it's about, I mean, maybe a big enough why is money, but usually people that have the, uh, have the money as a why, um, ultimately, the, the, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm motivated by money too, and I'm an entrepreneur, but there has to be some other things that are intangible that are what want you to uh, that you're willing to do because it's not just about money um a lack of clarity like if you don't have a path if you don't have a solid map of how you're going to get there it's unlikely that you're going to get there um what was my other point and three like why clarity and uh, just just who you, like tapping into your authentic self, which is part of your why. Uh, who are you born to be? Who who are you? You know who you're born to be, and what impact are you trying to have? Uh, and I, I'm in sales and different things um, over the years, and I I I think there's been a shift. I definitely a shift in my mentality. Uh, in terms of business is it's it's really not about sales it's about service and, and if you can anchor yourself in service and rather than uh, sales or what they say sometimes um, not transaction legacy if you can be legacy based and, and not transaction based you'll have customers for life because they'll come back to you and they'll trust you implicitly This is really good. I'm repeating to myself on mute. This is great. This is really good stuff. Michael, can we uh, um, can we shift a little bit on? I just have some questions on kind of your your journey and working with working with different individuals on this. How did you get into this space? Because to me, I look at someone with your uh, prestigious background, like you you've put in the work to get where you're at. Uh, where did that start? Was it a was it an end in mind type deal with the education process on it, or was it more of a you know what I got here, and then I and then I aim for this, and then I aim for this. Where in your personal background, how have you acquired the where you are at today in terms of being able to share so much of this with 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 not only our audience but yours and everything everything. Did you say we're on mute or not? No, no, I was joking that oh, I was, <laughs> while I was on mute, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, well, you were giving me that last stuff, yeah. Um, well, I'd say it's been more of a journey than than a thought out uh, process, but um, sure. probably just inner strength, you know, just just feeling inner strength, having the inner strength within. Uh, but I would say an evolution, but a bedrock of parents that work really hard. Mm -hmm. and, and it, hard work beats talent when talent's not working and uh, you know I, I'd say that's a cornerstone of of my success and and, and, a, and a, an unwillingness and a um, that's good just just a refusal to quit mm -hmm. you, you know like you got to fail forward a mentality, a mindset of failing forward, you're gonna fail. Just count on it. But do you fail forward? 
do you learn and win or do you give up? And I think um, what you got to do is uh, if you want to be successful, you just got to realize that failure is part of the equation, but mm -hmm. you fail forward, you win and learn, and then you, you become a better person because you, you sure. like retool, you, you sharpen your blade. Now, I think it's easier to say, well, I just can't do it. Well, I don't know how to do it, mm. or there's no way I could do it, uh, which is part of your mindset. Sure, sure. But, it, but if you have a champion's mindset, you say, how can I do it? What will I do better, or what can I do? Uh, well, if I can't, you know, I just got to not just work harder. And I think I've been in that trap uh, some earlier in my life. Like, if I just work harder, it's part of it. It's, it's a good plan, but it's not just working harder. It's working smarter and working harder. Right, right. It, right, it's, right. it's showing up with a sharp knife, which is where I think biohacking can help you. Like if you show up with a dull knife, um, that's true. It's definitely going to take you longer. You're not going to get. You're not going to move the needle as fast, but you can still you can still cut certain things with dull knives. But it's going to be much better to with a sharper knife. <laughs> I, 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 what is it with, um, what's, a, what's, a, what's a common misconception of, of the biohacking space today? Um, is, it, is it only, do you, do, you, like, do you need to work with a professional? Like, like what, what, how do you know? Actually, here's a question, Michael. Michael how, do you, how do you know when you're uh, ready or you should invest in a professional to help you with your biohacking and otherwise what are some re free resources i know you have a podcast actually too right like you have some of the work that you put out um, that i'm sure is, is beneficial for others as well what what are some is there a, a key differentiation as to when you when you should invest resources towards how, having someone help you with the biohacking or and, and how do you get started let's say if you're somebody who just see, sees this as the opportunity to be able to really uh, maybe correct themselves or really put them on a, a on a better aim or a different aim towards where they want to go. Well, I would have to say like how fast, how, how fast is a factor? Um, like if you're in a hurry, you probably want to hire a professional to get you faster, going there faster. Um, Cause you can, you can read books and you can do things and you know, I'm not saying you can't, there's, there's videos and you know, YouTube and all that stuff. But if you want to go faster, you're going to go faster with a professional helping you, a coach. Um, I would say if you want to go better. Now, when I say better, better is not making errors. Better is learning from someone else's curve, not creating your own curve and learning from that, which takes a lot longer. So those are symbiotic in a way um and i would have to say i have lots of coaches i've hired lots of coaches over the years because everyone has a blind spot it's hard to have 360 because you're too close to it sometimes and, and that's why critiques uh people you know having mastermind groups having friends and other uh like-minded people. When I was first starting out, I just started my, I just say, Hey, you want to start on my, our own mastermind group? 
So just that I would just start my own mastermind group with somebody. It'd probably like be one or two people, but the the circle of influence that you have affects how your mind works. Um, so to that point, you can create your own biohacking with just books, uh, with videos. But if you want to go faster and better and have a 360 view, a professional coach or you know, someone like that to, to sharpen your saw and, and identify your weaknesses is, is much more powerful. What was the, uh, what was the first investment you made in, in yourself with, with a coach or a mastermind community? Mm, I would say a writing coach. Yeah. Yeah. A writing coach. Um, and by the way, by the way, for the audience, just, just, just so the audience can understand this, this is someone who has now about to publish, which, which book is this now? Number two, or is this the, this is, this is book number two. Um, yeah. So somebody who's now going to be a, a, a second time published author hired a writing coach. How crazy is that? Anyway, sorry, continue. Of course, like it's obvious, right? Like if you want to go into something that you're not naturally like, okay, I'm a writer, writer, writer. Get the writing coach, get the thing. Okay, I love that. Okay. Uh-huh. I think of- uh, I'm going to whistle while I walk here because my, my battery is starting to run a little thin, but I'm going to go with you. Yeah, you're um, good. Um, so a writing coach, um, I would say investing in books and um, videos and um, let's see here. It's really like aligning. Um, Self-improvement. Um, just uh, if you give yourself permission not to know everything, you give your yourself the freedom to learn everything. Right. Um, and that that's a mindset that served me well. Having a growth mindset. My, I'm kind of diverging here. So so what did I do to get to get better? I think teaching, teaching makes you better. If you want to go to a different level, teach it. Mm. Uh, and I, when I was first starting out in, in the field of physical therapy, I would just go to all the different gurus. Every guru I could go, I would just like, I'm, you know, like push it. I would drive 10 hours to go see this, the one guy that I thought could be the guy that was going to change what I needed to know at that time. And I always had the mindset of like, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy at the, the front of the seminar. And then I started making seminars and I did, I've done hundreds and hundreds of seminars. Uh, and I can tell you when you can teach it, you're at a, a level that's, that's different than if just learning it. Uh, I would even encourage some of the, the listeners to find a, a study partner and, and then just to try to teach them like go back and forth, divide and conquer. I still do that with, with some of the things that I, my, my primary fields of interest right now, I'll just get like accountability partners. Yeah. Study partners. Uh, and then, just like, okay, you're going to take this part. I'm going to take this part. We're going to have a Zoom call once a week. And you're going to explain it to me And I'm on this subject. 
and then I'm going to explain it to you on the other subject, and then we're going to collaborate, and maybe we'll make a project. Uh, having a container to work in, like <clears throat> when I say container, working on a book with someone, working on a course with someone, yep. working on a skill set. Yep. That can be that can be academically, that can be athletically, or it can be a hybrid of, of certain things. Yeah. Um, but that that's powerful. Can you uh, can you catch me up? Because we've talked about it, and um, um, uh, we we talked about it a little bit outside of this, uh, your podcast and uh, uh, what you do on on that show. Uh, what was the purpose of starting it, and and what could listeners expect to expect from it? Uh huh. Well, I would say. What's the title of the show? Just for the for the, the title of the show is unleash uh, the badass nerd within that's the name of the show and, oh. and, and it's really like how can you drill deep into biology which is what i've studied all my whole life uh, and create high performance by knowing the the science uh and the, you have to be a little bit nerdy sometimes to do that and i think there's uh some some nerdy stuff that's uh super powerful because if you understand how your body works how your mind works that's what creates your output mm. and if you maximize that ooh man you're 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 cooking with gas brother yeah it's <laughs> a good term is it uh do you do you see it as like a uh do you what 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 kind of episodes do you guys do is it really focused on uh uh i guess i guess what 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 is the where, where, i guess let me reframe this actually in terms of uh, of, of the work do you do because because i think um because i think of you immediately i think of i uh, of your experience and the the education of that's behind everything that you've done you have so many reps in your field and, and and now it's just it's actually like communicating that to your audience who is your like ideal audience that you typically speak to is it is it entrepreneurs is it is it people who are just trying to get the edge in the work that they do every day is it is it who is the audience that you like to speak to the most well i would not not as a cop-out but i think there's two you know there's two there's there's really like it's not a cop-out i like it cop-out okay no, but, but there's levels like I like to talk to lay people and like I like them to like to help them with their challenges because um, I've been, you know, I've been a physical manual physical therapist, massage therapist and um, performance trainer for for decades. Right. And, and that's that's actually just the, the. Them being excited about certain discoveries and how well things can work is is really it, you know, scintillating. It's, it's amazing. It's exciting. Um, and I think a lot of times you get wrapped up into the medical world where thing, things don't go that well sometimes. Sure. It, it, it's, a, it's a quagmire of bureaucracy and, and many times, I think, and, yeah. and some, some, some ideas that are driven by unnoble ideas and, and pursuits shall we say, but when I work with lay people, I'm just, I'm excited. Even 
I work with high level athletes sometimes, but honestly, a lot of them are just weekend warriors or house moms or, you know, grandmas and grandpas that want to, they just want to get after it with their grandkids and they they want to run the 10 K and they want to run the marathon and they want to do this. And, and they make fundamental mistakes about knowing how your body works and what they, what you can do and how fast baby. Right. Ideas. And there's a lot of, even up and even down to the type of shoes that you use and how you recover and how you reprogram your mind and how much much mileage or how much workout you do and how you do it um, makes a difference. So that's one. But then uh, I would have to say most of, a lot of my seminars have been with therapists themselves, like professional people. And I, I think that's really great because we're not trained the way that, that I trained them. Like in school, like in graduate school, um, these, most of the people that I've trained are professional people that have at least a master's degree or PhD. Um, and they, shall we say, they kind of live in a box or when we go to school, we're taught to be in this box, do not think outside the box. So I used to think like, you know, think outside the box and one of my mentors, this guy, I think your audience would like this guy. His name is Billy Jean Shaw. What he says is think like there's no box, not outside the box. There is no box. The only box that you have is the mindset that you bring to the table. Mm. Um, and when I can make things look easy and I can have an aha moment yeah. and they all just, their, their jaws just kind of drop open. I mean, that's just, that's, that's joy to my eyes. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Michael, you've been freaking awesome volunteering your time with us uh, today. Um, I only got, I got a couple more things. If we can, if we can hit on a couple more questions here, then uh, we'll make sure to wrap it up and make sure we speak, you know, we, we keep the time. Um, I hope this has been as valuable for the audience as it has been for me. This is one of those episodes where I can't wait to go back through and kind of get some of these. You, you, you've got golden nuggets all over the place, Michael. Uh, for you and your 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 the work you're doing now, because I know you, you actually offer you 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 work with people. My understanding is an, is an online coach. You have a uh, some work that you're doing with, with with anybody. You can help anybody in terms of uh, as long as they you know as long as you can actually you know you, they they have a need for your services. You have both. I, this is what I want to ask you: Do you do in person work as well as the online work right now? Are you doing both of those? I do. I do. Um, how, do you, how do you balance, how, how have you balanced that since COVID? And that was actually kind of my question was like, how is, how have things changed for you since like really since March of last year in terms of the way you're approaching your work? Right. Well, I, re- I remember like March of last year was March 13th. Yeah. And I was, I was in Marietta, Georgia and I was at this huge, I was giving the seminar and you know, there was probably 50, 60 people at this seminar and I get this text message like, and I, meanwhile, I have another uh, seminar, great seminar in Atlanta, Georgia, the next day. Mm-hmm. And I get this text message that says, you're coming home tonight. And I call that the, like the day, the day the music died. That was like the, <laughs> that was, that was a, a sobering day for, I think for everybody. 
Um, and then they canceled the basketball tournament and yep. all these domino things that like, this is for real. Uh, but to answer your question, um, I've still been, you know, working as a physical therapist uh, with people um, and that's never changed. Uh, what's changed is the PPE that you have to do to do it. Mm. You know, the hospitals didn't close. Right. Right. right? It's just you, the, the amount of protective gear that you wear is, is considerably more. Right. Um, now, I still work with people, uh, private clients uh, that uh, need my services for um, a, a lot of it is honestly body work and uh, hands on skills and reprogramming of their nervous system because they have chronic pain or they're, they're stuck. And they, maybe they, most of the people that see me, they've gone to at least one or two other practitioners. And I'm this guy that's known for being able to fix things that are hard to fix. Yeah. Um, and I work with their mindset and I, I, I coach people on, on the phone and that sort of thing. And so it's, it's not really, some of it's some of it's mindset, but I can also coach them with exercise and things. I've done some what they call virtual medicine. Well, would you would you agree that it typically and maybe especially in starting to work or something like uh, it, it almost always starts with mindset. I, and maybe we jammed on this actually beforehand because it's like you almost have to start with a reprogramming of somebody's brain, their mindset, because something was keeping them stuck before working with you. That's a, that's not entirely related to the solution that you're going to drive forward. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. I think, um, now not, not to delve too much into like a neuroanatomy and things, but just think about there's, there's three parts of your brain. You, you got a top part, a middle part and a bottom part. And, you know, you can use fancy words like the neocortex, that's just the top part. You got the, you know, the middle part, that's just the mammalian brain. And then you've got the bottom part, the, the brain stem, the re reptilian brain. Yeah. Um, to, but to the point is there's cognitive thinking, like I have a cognitive thought. I can't do that or I can do that. But subconsciously, probably 80% of what you think you can or not do is subconscious. And that's deeper in your, in your brain, like the midbrain and the brain stem. Now that, that, that occurs for with mindset, but it also occurs physically because <clears throat> let's say that you got tired, you went, you went for a run or you lifted weights, maybe just pushed it a little too hard. Your brain will perceive that as a threat and you will start to use alternative firing patterns with your muscles that will cause you pain. And then it gets caught in this loop. And if you don't know how to you know, stop the loop and then reprogram it, that can lead to chronic pain. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I call the itises, you know, tendonitis, bursitis, myofasciitis, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and then you go to the doctor and God love the doctor, but they just say, well, you got such and such itis. I'm like, why do you have that? Mm. You're mm. using the wrong program. Now that can happen physically, but I think also mentally, like if you use the wrong program mentally, you got challenges. You're going to have some 
maybe some life itis, you know, <laughs> it ain't going to work out the way you think maybe. Mm, love this. Michael, how can, uh, how can our audience get more of you? How can they find you? Um, what's the best way for them to either get in contact sure. with you or also maybe, uh, maybe plug your book. Uh, really appreciate your time man. volunteering your time for this. This has been a really great one. I can't wait to bring you back on at some point here, maybe later in the year. Uh, well, how can my, we plug you though? Yeah. My pleasure. Okay. So the best way, um, and I, this is what I'd like to offer folks. Um, just cause I want to serve, you know, um, if you want to get in touch with me, um, just text me, uh, and I'll, I'll have your number, of course, in, in my phone, and I'll text you back, and we'll, we can set up uh, a, a meeting, you know, like a, a virtual meeting, but text me at 913-526-7220. That's 913-526-7220. Um, I can also be reached at sportstherapyguru at gmail.com. That's my private uh, email. Uh, and I can, I have a site called michaelbluebaugh.com, um, which you can check out. Uh, there's free videos there. There's uh, explanation of what uh, I do. You can opt into my list and you can purchase uh, the clinical magic book uh, that's available on that site. Um, and the From Broken to Bringing It uh, book is going to be out uh, soon. Uh, on Amazon, uh, probably, I would say mid-April at the at the latest uh, is where we're at on that. But uh, you're working. Yeah, on that one. You're gonna have to. We'll have to bring it back when you got that one ready to launch. Because I'm stoked about that one. Because because uh, my book is probably very similar, right? Because we're wrapping up. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're just, we're in the finishing stages too. It's just, it's actually just positioning it. And I mean, as you know, as you know, all the, yeah. all the things that roll with it, uh, yeah. this was fun, uh, oh, for, for our audience, leave us a review. If this was beneficial, uh, the get after a podcast is of course a uh, free for everyone. We do not monetize the show. Uh, but if you got something out of it, take advantage of Michael. He's giving you your phone number. He's, he wants to serve. Um, and as for us, again, if, this, if you got some value out of this podcast, leave us a review. Let us know what we can do uh, to even uh, bring more to the show. And uh, Michael, again, thanks so much for your time. And uh, that's all for this episode of the Get After Podcast. Talk to you all soon. Thanks again, Michael, for your time. Appreciate you. Pleasure. Thank you. Yo, yo, you made it to the end of the podcast. Congratulations. I really hope this was um, I hope this was a fun one for you. We love uh, these interviews. So if this was something that was profound, it hit you hard, share this with a friend. We don't monetize the podcast in any way, shape, or form. This is uh, strictly for personal development and growth. And frankly, it's a passion project of my own. So um, I really appreciate you all for not only taking the time to, to listen, but uh, in helping build this show. Uh, if it impacted you, the best way that you can help us and you can expand the Get After a Message is to share this with someone who needs it, uh, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, um, and to just, again, like share the word, like share this with your friends, share this with people who uh, could be impacted by this. And special, special thanks to our guest today. And with all that being said, I really hope this episode and the daily ones as well are helping you get after it in your life, work, business, whatever it is that you're rolling with. Let's roll. Let's get after it. Make it a great one. Talk soon.